yet what I was able to see was this is just simply our path. It is just our path and it's all about our life lessons that we need to learn. And for me, I just need to learn, you know, my own strength, my own strength as an individual. And yes, I can be stronger when there's other people around me, but at the end of the day, our strength comes from inside of us and nowhere else. Welcome to Soul Sisters Get Real, the show that goes deep in who we really are and why we are really here. We're your hosts, Karen from the States and Eleni from Australia. We've had heartfelt conversations as soul sisters for years, and we're ready to share our truths, stories, and life lessons with you. And to inspire you to connect to your truest essence, which resides deep within your soul. There'll be tears, there'll be laughter, and there'll be no holding back. So sit back, relax, and let's get real about the things that truly matter. Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to another episode of Soul Sisters Get Real. I'm so excited about this episode because we're going to be talking about one of my favorite topics, which is plant medicine, which changed my life. And the person that we're going to be talking to is Connie Jo Holmes, who is a very dear friend of myself and Karen. She's an award-winning hypnotherapist. She's an author of the book called Be You to Be Full, Learn the Art of Self-Acceptance for a Life of Confidence and Fulfillment. She's an international speaker, hypnosis certification trainer, certified life coach, and certified health coach. Connie helps clients align their mind, body, and spirit to live a balanced life and go from reacting to life to owning their life and Welcome, Connie. Thank you very much. I'm happy to be here. So good to be in with the two of you right now. I know. I'm so excited to have you here. Connie and I are good friends and we spend quite a bit of time together at conferences and we talk business and we mastermind and we talk life. And just recently, I would say in the last couple of years, Connie has uh, had some experiences with plant medicine, and to me, it is incredibly fascinating. And I know that uh, some of us on here have also had experiences in it. And so, Connie, I'm curious, where were you in your life when you decided to give it a go, and what was it that prompted you to want to try plant medicine? Well, the short answer is curiosity. And the longer answer is actually, you helped me um, a couple of years ago after I faced some family alienation and I was really hurting and wounded and confused and things like that. And um, so your support was very, very helpful. And I, but as time went on and and things like that, I decided I was hearing more and more about plant medicine and Eleni, you were very... Um, uh, sharing with your experiences and things like that. And I went from that person who was really, really scared about it and to even try it to somebody who decided, I'll take my own advice I give to my clients and let's become curious. And I started to, because we all know that fear is based, you know, it's compression. So I decided I would actually educate myself on the topic a little bit, uh, talking to different people and learning about it. And I actually found out how 
safe it is and actually how sacred it is. And then that further opened my curiosity. And that's why I decided I wanted to experience it for my first time. But I've had two since then. So with plant medicine, Connie, you know, you talked about, um, you know, you were curious. What I find with it is it either calls you or it doesn't. So plant medicine has a calling because it has a consciousness and it is very, very sacred. Some people are just not interested and other people, and that was the case for me, there was just this calling, like I, I have to do this. For me, it was so strong that I was absolutely um, convinced that as soon as lockdown was over, I was going to go to Costa Rica and do it. But then the universe just delivered it to me on my front door like the very next day someone had a conversation with me and it was just given to me. It was so meant to be. Did you feel that even though you had this fear that you talked about, that it was actually a calling that you had to do it? Is that how you felt as well? I, I would say yes, because I actually had an opportunity. I think it was right before COVID um, occurred. I had an opportunity prior to that and was probably about 50, 60% of the way in. And then I ended up getting scared. And then a couple of years went by. And then similar to yours, it pretty much presented itself. And it presented itself in a beautiful, very safe, very sacred, warm, loving environment. And that spoke to me. And that just told me that this is going to be okay. Yeah. I think that before we continue, I think it's important that we actually make that point to the person out there listening that even though plant medicine can be misused and even though it is illegal in many places around the world, when um, Connie and myself talk about our experiences of plant medicine, there was it was done um, by professionals who honoured the plant and who conducted sacred prayers around the plant. So there was no misuse of the medicine. Our intentions were pure. We prepared for it. And, and that's how um, I just want the reverence of plant medicine to, to be known. It's not something we went and did on our own and didn't know what we were doing and just wanted to, you know, hallucinate or whatever it is. It was a real journey into another dimension. And thank you for pointing that out because that is exactly what I wanted to experience. And that was the safety that I felt was the complete ceremony around it and just the, the set and the setting, because that's so very important. And that is really what spoke to me. And that's what told me that I'm, I'm ready for this now. And it, and it was a beautiful experience. Both of them were. Yeah. So Connie, I want to, uh, for our listeners, when you do a plant ceremony, whether it's the mushrooms or ayahuasca or anything like that, it's always with a trained person that knows exactly what they're doing and then has the, not always with, but in your experiences. And also they have that ceremony and they hold that space for you, correct? Correct. Yes. 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 So can you tell us a little bit about that? Is uh, like, how did you find this person? And Lenny, if you want to tell us also, and how did you know it was a person that you felt safe with? Well, I think for me, it was my intuition and my heart. Our, our heart just spoke to each other. Uh, it was somebody that I had known for a little while. 
and and then it was introduced to me. And then also the professional who administered it, I became very much aware of their um, commitment to the whole sacredness of it and really setting that very clear intention. Eleni, you know this, that that intention is just imperative before you go into something like this. And, and just how serious it was taken. And to your point earlier that, you know, it wasn't just you know, a bunch of people getting together just to have that experience around some campfire and, you know, that type of thing. It was when I, I keep saying the word sacred because I really can't say enough that that's exactly how the setting was. And that made it feel, um, I think that also enhanced the experience quite a bit too. Yeah, well, this is an ancient medicine. And with the particular shaman that I had the experience with, I've had seven ceremonies all up. Um, he was trained under a lineage of 550 uh, master shamans from Peru. Wow. Unbroken, unbroken. Um, so it, it was very, very sacred. And I talk about this in my book, actually. And the way that it came to me was we were in lockdown in Melbourne and I started to become fascinated with ayahuasca uh, because someone that I knew a relative of mine from London had actually talked about their experience with it and I became fascinated. And then as I was watching more and more documentaries, it was like, I'm doing it. It was just a decision. And whenever I make a decision, the universe works very, very fast. And so I said to Christian, the moment lockdown's over, I'm flying to Costa Rica and I am having um, ayahuasca, not having a clue because not knowing anyone that even spoke about it in Australia because it's illegal. And the very next day, because I had my gym in the garage, because we weren't, gyms were, were closed because of lockdown, I, as I was stretching, I got, my back got caught and um, I had heard about this wonderful physical therapist that um, he was actually, he's actually blind, but he's wonderful with his hands. Many people had told me about him previously and I'd never gone to him because my ex-husband was also a physical therapist. So I, by that time we were separated. So I went to him and all of a sudden he started talking about plant medicine. Like I nearly died. Like I was like, what? And he's telling me it's in Melbourne. And what, you know, is important here, and this is the wonderful web of the universe and how it works, is I had trust in this man, even though I had never met him before, because he had a very conservative appearance. Like he looked like an accountant. Do you know what I mean? Like he didn't look like someone, and I'm not, no judgment here, but he didn't look like a hippie <laughs> who, like you said, just, you know, sits around campfires. He didn't have that persona. He had a very, he was very right. smart, very conservative. And he talked to me about um, that there was this shaman who saw high profile people like police sergeants and private investigators and people politicians and well-known actors and actresses and so automatically because this man held this demeanor of conservatism my ego mind went okay I actually trust this persona and it just started from there like the very next day that I had decided it was given to me by the universe so obviously it was my path yeah <laughs> so tell yeah. us yeah Tell us about, like, um, you know, 
so what happened? Because for me, there was a lot of preparation. You had to prepare the body for it. What preparation did you yes. have? Yes. So about a week prior, just being very mindful of what I ate, making sure it was very, very clean and whole, uh, drinking plenty of fluids, getting as um, proper and complete rest as possible. And, and then really setting the intention. That was really, really huge. And we had talked prior um, to it happening, uh, probably a couple of weeks prior to talk about that intention. And then that was when we were giving this, given these instructions on preparing our body and then our mind. And then we, so how this one works is we actually get together um, late afternoon and it's actually an overnight. So, um, and it was actually really nice. And then we wake up in the morning and we just have a beautiful, healthy breakfast and then talk about the experience and then we're on our way. So both of mine were actually group experiences. And then when we arrived that evening, what we did was we, uh, again, it was a group and it was a rather small group. And I was still nervous. You know, I was a little bit nervous about doing it and everything. And, and the facilitator knew that. And so, you know, they worked with me as far as that was concerned. And it was really interesting for me because I actually stayed in the group. And so we were all in the same room together. And that was fine. But I found that I took on everybody else's energy. If there were conversations going on, I was taking them on. So much so, my most pivotal point in that first ceremony was there was a discussion going on about a relationship. And I remember hearing it and I remember thinking, oh, I don't need to listen to this because that's them. I'm, my relationship is really good. And I was you know, thinking that in my mind. Well, sure enough, just like plant medicine, because it takes you where you need to go. It took me to a prior experience in a relationship and I just purged, but I purged with tears. They just, it was, it was literally like someone turned on a faucet and I knew it was going on, but yet I didn't care. And it was, the, the tears were just gushing and gushing. And then, and at one point I was almost convulsing with my, my sadness. It was good though. I mean, I know sadness sounds bad, but in this case it needed to come out. And I was literally convulsing. My chest was just going like this. And I could feel the people next to me looking at the facilitator like, is she okay? <laughs> and, and the facilitator, and again, my eyes were closed, but I could feel her saying, she's fine. She needs to do this. Let her go. And, and I probably stayed in that state for a good 10 or 15 minutes. But then once it was all out, I, I felt so much better. Beautiful. I can really relate to that um, purging of, of grief because I felt it was more than 10, 15 minutes for me, but the grief that came out of my body for the passing of my dad, because the first time I did plant medicine was, um, was uh, only two months after, or less than two months, six weeks after my dad passed. And I felt like I cried oceans. Like, I can't imagine letting go of so many tears without the plant medicine. I really can't because even though I cried a lot with without the plant medicine, the tears that came out of my body with the plant medicine was such a relief and such a release that mm -hmm. I'm so grateful for it, so grateful. 
Yes. Because otherwise that still would be inside and it just needs to come out. I found it just so fascinating. And I had quite a different experience from my first one to my second one. And did you find each of yours were quite a bit different? Every single one, you know, you know, like you said, it meets you where you're at and serves and gives you what you need, not what you think you need. Karen, from someone who's listening, you know, from from the outside in, which is really good because there are people who are listening who have done plant medicine and there are others that um, have not, like yourself. What's a question that you're interested in, you know, from someone who hasn't experienced it? Yeah, so a question I have is uh, I know that when when we go into this that it is important to go in with an intention. I'm very curious, you know, because people are that are thinking about it are thinking, why would I do it? Or what would my intention be, right? So I'm curious, what was the intentions that the two of you had when you went in to do the medicine? Do you, you want to go first, Delaney? <laughs> okay. you, you go first. You're our guest. <laughs> So, um, so I did say a lot of mine was curiosity, but when I peeled back that curiosity, what was underneath that was, uh, one, I wanted to know why, why is this family situation stuff going on? I was just curious if there was any kind of, uh, answer or knowing or something like that, facing some family alienation and things like that after my father's death, um, that was very wounding and, and hurtful and, and things like that. And, and everyone played a role in that, and, and I did as well. So I wanted to just see if there was any kind of answer um, with that, any kind of reason for that. And then the other part of it was just to make sure I'm on my life's purpose, you know, with what I'm doing, you know, with my company, hypnosis and coaching and that type of thing, and just to make sure I'm really living my mission. So that was my intention. So I'm curious with that, what did you come up with when you went in with that intention? What came out? Yes, yes. So the first one, because I was scared to do this, and I'm not scared anymore. So if anyone is scared, trust in the process. I'll say that right here. But because I was scared, the dosage wasn't uh, super high for me. And so probably with my first one, the most significant thing I got was that purging that I needed when I just released those intense tears. And in hindsight, looking back at it, I think it was because that was my first layer. It was my first layer of a relationship. And even though it wasn't a relationship with my family that, you know, I have the concern with right now, it was a past, um, it was a past relationship. And so, you know, there was some guilt and there was some shame and remorse and sadness and hurt. All those things came out with that. So again, I think that was that first layer that needed to come. Um, my second experience, I actually set the same intention because I had answers, answers, if you will, with my first experience, but I wanted more. And so I actually had the very same intention for uh, the next one. And I actually wrote them down because I wanted to make sure I say them exactly because somebody encouraged me that after you do a ceremony like this to really write down what were your three biggest findings, discoveries, aha, whatever you want to call them. And I wrote down, one was groundedness. 
that it's very important for me to always be grounded uh, in every way, shape, and form that you can imagine groundedness means. The other one is don't take things so seriously and then trust my abilities. Those were the biggest things that I got out of it. And and then as many people say after having this experience, the knowledge, the, the knowing, I should say that that inner knowing that we do create our own reality. And it was so obvious with the second experience that I had. Beautiful. What was the gap between the first and the second experience in terms of a linear time frame? Three months. Three months. Three months. Interesting, because so was mine. Mine was three months as well. Yeah. And it wasn't as if someone said, okay, in three months, you need to be back. The way the medicine works, it's when you're called to do it again. You don't know if you're going to even be called to do it again. And there's just this calling. It's like, now's the time. And you just know, like you said, your inner knowing. And it's interesting that you, 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 you had, you know, those revelations because, you know, it's in terms of the way the basic principles of the universe, like it's, it's not complex. It's us humans that make it difficult and make things complex. But I'm interested in, Connie, you, you, you told us how after the passing of your father, you were alienated by your family. And I was speaking to you at the time. And when we say family, we don't mean your husband. We mean your mother and your sister. And I was speaking to you at the time and you were really distraught because this was really hard. I can't even imagine it. When my father passed, like we were so strong and we were so connected and we had each other's back and you didn't have that. There's a lot of pain there where you don't have the support of your immediate family. That is unimaginable to me. And so with that circumstance, which is particularly relevant to a lot of people listening because a lot of people go through that with their families. That's why we have families to act as that catalyst, catalyst, you know, what's going on for us. So what did you actually learn about that situation? How did the plant medicine help you navigate the pain and the hurt that you felt from your mother and your sister? That's a really great question. And my response to that, what I really saw very clearly is in this world, it doesn't make any sense. And, and, and it goes against everything that I am as a person. Um, I started this off before we recorded, we're all Cancerian women here. And so we know, you know, we're loving, we're kind, we're, we're all about the home and the family. And so for me to have lost that is extremely difficult. Um, so, so that's why in this, in this world, it doesn't make any sense but yet what I was able to see was this is just simply our path. It is just our path. And it's all about our life lessons that we need to learn. And for me, I just need to learn, you know, my own strength. My own strength as an individual. And yes, I can be stronger when there's other people around me. But at the end of the day, our strength comes from inside of us and nowhere else. Absolutely. And so how then did you feel about your family then? Did you have to go through a forgiveness process? Did you have to let go of anger and hurt and sadness? What actually happened? 
Yeah. So I actually had done that prior to the ceremony, um, but yet still some things came about. And I literally, I remember at one point, because sometimes, you know, you kind of loop when you're doing this plant medicine, like you might be on a certain journey uh, with your experience and what's happening. And you're, you're kind of on that road for a little while. At least that's what I experienced. And as different times when I was on this, this path, I just pictured that I, I had this collection, almost this collection of certain life experiences and, and certain emotions tied to the life experiences and specifically this one. And I just literally saw myself setting it down. Just, just like it, if it was a big heavy box that I was carrying, it was like, I can just set this right here and I don't need to carry this anymore. So in that state of mind, that's exactly what I pictured. And, and I'm not kidding when I came out of it and, you know, woke up the next morning and stuff, I, I did. And we know our clients say this a lot when we work with them, like, wow, I feel so much lighter. And, and I really, really felt myself felt so much lighter. And Eleni, what were your intentions when you went in? Okay. Um, my intention was, I had a few of them and one of them was about, um, unity consciousness, which, so it's a term that I read a lot about, but I didn't really understand. What are you talking about? Like we're all one. <laughs> so it was a concept to me and it was a theoretical, ther- okay, let me say that word again, theoretical concept. <laughs> But it wasn't something I could understand how to embody. Like, you know, we are one. Me, Connie, Karen, the listeners out there are all one. I know we all come from the same place. And I understood that there's a God spark inside of us because we all come from God. And God wants to see himself or herself in every single expression there is. I understood that. But I felt like I still felt very separate. To everybody else I felt like I am a separate person with separate feelings and that's what I wanted to understand that's what I really wanted to understand what how is it that we are all one and um, that was definitely shown to me yeah that's a bigger story which I'm not going to be going into here I think that's a completely <laughs> another episode yeah but I just do want to say that in terms of what Connie said in terms of setting down the emotion um i love it because it's simple i just want to you know circle back to what i said earlier about it being every everything is overcomplicated. recently i put up a post on social media where i went to a bathroom a commercial bathroom and there was this massive process map as to how to wash your hands like there was boxes going in different directions it was like are you serious like come on it's not that hard (laughs) or how we go to the toilet you know the signs on the back of the toilet how you go on the toilet I mean seriously so when you said that I loved it Connie because you said all I did was I set it down I was carrying it and I put it down you know we overcomplicate the resolution of trauma we overcomplicate everything and as a therapist um I say that to my therapist as well it's like when they think they need to train more and train more, train more, it's actually not complicated. You just need to understand how simple this work is. We we complicate it. 
So I imagined, you know, you said about setting it down. For me, it's always like, am I holding a backpack? What's in this backpack? Is, does, does it belong to someone else? <laughs> does it belong yeah. back to the universe? Take off my backpack. Oh, I feel so much better without this backpack, which consists of other people's shoulds or emotions or whatever, right. or my own guilt right. or whatever. So just that simple picture of putting it down is like beautiful. Yes. Well, one thing too that I'm a bit surprised about, and maybe you had this experience, but as you're going through it, you believe that, oh, I'm going to remember all of this. I'm going to remember all of this. And for me anyway, my memory of it has really started to dissipate. But it's funny though, because um, there's some things that I remember very, very vividly, but other things I just still have inside of me as a feeling. You know, it's kind of like those beautiful hugs that you receive that could have been five years ago, five days ago, five years ago, and you still feel it inside of you. And that is how I would explain both of these experiences, even though some of my memory with the details are are dissipating a little bit. One thing though, and again, this is more of, of that feeling even more than the visual anymore, but I also just really had that knowing that we do create our own reality. And how I encapsulate that now is it really is almost if I wanted to sit down and write, you know, the next great American novel or, you know, the next greatest, you know, best-selling movie or something like that, I'm going to sit there and write a script. And so why not make it the absolute best script you possibly can? Because that's our life. And we do have that opportunity uh, and really that, that, that power to be able to do that and for us to really know that. I love that. And right. Why don't we script out our life? And yes, there's going to be some detours and it doesn't mean that we can't get back on the path. And, and to your point, Eleni, I've thought about this many times, very similar to putting things down when, when they're too much is why do we make life so difficult, right? Why do we make such a big deal? If we could just take a bird's eye view. And many times when I'm flying in an airplane, I think mm -hmm. to myself, as I look down, oh my gosh, look at like, you can't even see the people down there. So the people in the spirit world, like my son, who's looking down at me thinking, why are you making it so difficult, mom? Or what is such the big deal, mom? Like I can see him and hear him saying that as he's looking at this world from up above, this bird's eye view of why do you make everything so difficult? Why do you make this little thing so difficult? Why do you overthink that? Why do you think this is so hard? Like move through life and put down the burdens because you can script your life and it's short. So I love that, you know, that came to you as you were in that state because it's profound. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so good. All of this stuff is so good. Um, if I can share with you, because then I think it was one month after my last sacred ceremony, I actually experienced for the first time a sweat lodge. Have you, either of you experienced a sweat lodge? Mm -mm. No, well, I don't know what it is. So maybe I have in one of my seven ceremonies, <laughs> but I've never heard the, or have heard the term from Americans. I've heard the term from Americans. So maybe we use another term. So please tell. So the reason why I'm bringing this up here is because, you know, one, these things were all within four months of each other, June, September, and October. But then also I'm just bringing it up because there's so many ways to do that deep healing work. 
um, you know, once you do plant medicine, you know, that just, uh, that's, a, it's a really good one, but maybe as a more of a softer intro, you know, there could be a sweat lodge or different things like that. So it was introduced to me actually by a client and this one was so beautiful. So it's run by a shaman and a medicine man, uh, at least the one I went to. Very Native American Indian rooted in, in that tradition. And just like the plant medicine, very, very much ceremonial-esque or ish or however that would be, very ceremonial. And it was just the most beautiful experience. So and I think every sweat lodge might be a little bit different. Um, I think they either do what they call four or five doors. And so I'll explain that to you. So it's always outdoors and nature, very wooded usually. And just picture a tiny hut that is, the inside of it is a bunch of um, branches that are bendable. And so it's creating a hut. And then there's all this fabric over top of it. So when you close the door, because you know you do four or five doors, so when you close the door that you crawled into to get in there, it is pitch black, like pitch black. I've, it's just the craziest thing. And so with that one, um, again, very ceremonial. Uh, there was some cedar, um, cedar branches from a cedar tree that we had to line the walkway and we had to in, uh, encircle the sweat lodge. And once that was laid, we couldn't step back over it. We had to crawl in, we had to crawl out, all these different things. But anyways, um, when, when that door closes, they play all this, they sing all this beautiful Native American music. And whenever I hear drumming or anything like that, it just moves me. So when I went to that, before the door was even closed all the way, again, those tears just gushing out of my eyes. And I remember thinking, wow, I'm glad it's pitch black in here because I'm sure my nose was running like everything. Um, and so the first one, those actually were tears for my father because he passed away five years ago. And so I know the first one because I felt him and it was just like, Whoa. And but even though they were tears, they were beautiful and I was really connecting with him. And then when that door is closed, it's closed for about 15 minutes. And then they open the door and then it just, you know, gives us a little bit of a break because it is hot in there, hence the sweat lodge. And then, um, and then it's an opportunity to, opportunity though, to bring in more stones from the fire outside. You bring them to the fire pit inside the sweat lodge, and then they throw ceremonial water on it that creates the steam. So then the second door, I swear I was crying for mother earth. And as, as woo woo as that might sound, cause again, those tears were just coming. And I remember questioning, thinking, I've purged everything. You know, I purged my other stuff with that plant medicine ceremony. I, I you know, released all of these um, beautiful but strong emotions with my fa father's death and everything. So where are these tears coming from? And I just intuitively knew it was for Mother Earth. And so I thought, you know what? Let them run. Let them run. Let them run. Let my tears like cleanse and, and that type of thing. Um, so that's a very moving experience as well. And even though it is pitch black when, um, you know, my eyes were open, but I was seeing uh, lights, You, you uh, depending on, because you can kind of 
you know, trip in this type of thing as well. And so uh, when I was doing that, like I said, I was seeing lights come in and that type of thing. And then you can just feel the presence of Mother Earth, I guess. It's so beautiful. Yeah. Love it. So it's the same, the very similar experience without the medicine. Yeah, yeah. And in a different, you know, and I did, you know, have my intentions, you know, for, for going there as well. And my intentions for that one was really, you know, just to, because I, I had said that I felt groundedness from that second plant medicine. And so I just wanted, for me, a deeper understanding of what groundedness means to me. And so that was um, one of my intentions that I, I went there with. And, and it was funny then that I was really feeling mother earth coming into me when I, that was my intention. Right. Yeah. Groundedness, mother earth. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Yeah, ex exactly. It, it was really neat. And I was just very honored to have that experience because, um, and, and I just, I'm really finding that I'm, um, I really respect and admire ceremony. I think ceremony is very important for almost anything that we do. It really sets that beautiful stage. It opens that container and closes that container for our time together. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, with everything that you've said, it is really getting us back to who we are. And Mother Earth is a consciousness, just like we are. And Ever since I've been having the, ever since I've had the plant ceremonies, it's my despair when I see rubbish on the ground has intensified. Like I've always been distressed when I see people throw things on her, but now it almost feels like people are just, you know, I can, I can feel the bean of Mother Earth and it almost just feels even more disrespectful to do something like that. And so, yeah, I absolutely understand what you're saying about you know, this crying for everything that we've done to her, like everything we've done to her. And that's why she has to purge sometimes. That's why she has to have earthquakes. That's why she has to have volcanoes because she needs to get rebalanced. There's a lot of toxicity that she's holding that she needs to spew out. So these yes. natural disasters, that's what it's all about. It's all about the her rebalancing herself. Just like we have to rebalance, she has to rebalance. And so right. what you said also, Connie, about that there are many paths to learning these lessons and really these lessons that we're all learning and we're talking about and that we've talked about today, it's not like it's new information for our souls. We all know this. This is just a remembrance. And so how do we remember? How do we go back home? Plant medicine was was the answer for me it really was I needed something that strong that I had no choice that my consciousness just had to evaporate and just go with it and my heart had to crack open um but for others it could be the death of a loved one for others it could be a disease for others it could be any number of catalysts that happen in their lives so there right. is no one answer and if you're not called to do plant medicine, it's just not the path for you. It's, there's no better path or worse path. It's just not yours. <laughs> just wanted to make that point that you don't have to do this medicine only if you're called to it. And if you are called to it, you know, go to someone who is experienced, who, who you know holds this altar in the sacredness that it deserves. 
And thanks for saying that, because I agree, because it, it took me a long time to really get ready for it. Um, and then that's also why I wanted to bring up these sweat lodges, because, you know, one, it's it's interesting and it it, it it it's just a neat thing to talk about and to let people know that these things exist because they're healing in their own right. Um, but it's another avenue in case people aren't ready for plant medicine. But even I have to tell you, there's this yoga nidra um, it's actually a CD. It lets you know how old it is, but um, it's a book by Rod Stryker and it's a book, a worksheet, a workbook, and then a, a CD collection and it's yoga nidra meditations. And I can really go somewhere. I, I really tap into my subconscious mind when I do that. And I've actually had some quite some profound healing when I do that regularly as well. So you know, that's why people say, you know, hypnosis is such a great thing. We all know that firsthand, uh, but meditations and, you know, and even just grounding, you know, taking our, our feet or our feet off, taking our shoes off and walking barefoot in nature, you know, just anything like that to really connect us, you know, to what you said earlier about we are all one, we're all connected. And when we can be reminded of that every day, I think that really helps tremendously. And if we all could do that collectively, then that would go back to Mother Earth's healing, wouldn't it? <laughs> Absolutely. No, you're you're welcome. Um, so I'm going to share this. And it's just, you know, when I talk about my, my family alienation, it's, and even though I, I do know I'm healed from it, it's still sometimes an awkward thing to talk about and to say out mm -hmm. loud. Um, and not out of embarrassment or shame about saying it out loud. It's just, I don't know. It's, it's just, it's one of those conundrums of life. Like, how did we get here? And, um, and I know I've done certain things to, you know, help repair it and things like that, but it has not been, been met on, on the opposite side. And then that makes it a little bit difficult, but um, I don't know. It's, 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 it's still like that little lasting thing that sits with me sometimes. And it's, it's periodically hard to just talk about. <laughs> it is I hard. To you. And about. It is, it's hard to talk about um, relationships that, we, you know, we love these people and we don't want to come across as dishonoring them, but we also need to speak our truth at the same time. And there's that balance of, well, should I hold back from saying something because somebody else could benefit from what I've got to say? But at the same time, right. I understand that everyone's on their journey and we have soul contracts with these people and they've brought me this catalyst so that I can grow. And so there's this higher perspective in all of that. And that's why we have to let go of, you know, it's dishonoring them by talking about them. We're just talking about the experience and the journey. So by talking right. about our experience and our journey, we help others as well. And and you haven't dishonored them. You know, you've said that you had a, a part in it as well. Nothing is one way. Right. You know, so whatever right. happens, we all have a part in every interaction and everything is happening for all our highest good, right? Right, yeah. right. And I do know that. Um, and I do know, I mean, it, it's probably been laid on me as well so that I can help more people in this regard too. And and I am, you know, aware of that. And I, of course, you know, send love and wish love and, and all of those types of things. And, you know, right now I'll just consider it very um, unfortunate, but 
purposeful. And, you know, I think when we all part ways here on this earth and we, our souls uh, reconvene, we'll be like, wow, wasn't that a tough ride? <laughs> mm -hmm. I, I saw right. Weren't we courageous? I mean, weren't we amazing? <laughs> I saw an episode once, actually, and it was about a mother-daughter, and they had some tough life lessons that they had to live. I wish I could source this, but I, I can't. It was probably some YouTube channel long ago. But they both had some tough lessons to learn, and their scenario was very similar to this, that they just you know, started off having a beautiful relationship, and then it you know, then they didn't towards the end and they really just got disconnected. And they were talking about how before their souls entered this earth, they were having a conversation like, well, which one do you want to be? You know, because knowing that, that both roles were going to be really, really tough. Mm -hmm. And I always have that in the back of my mind a little bit. And I just know in my heart that when our souls reconvene, it'll be this big, huge hug. And it'll be like, wow, Sorry, I sorry I had to play my role so darn good, but man, wasn't it good because it gave you a good life lesson. <laughs> yeah, I love that. And the other thing that I heard you say, I just want to mention before we close up here, is the hard part sometimes is the wow, how did I get here? And the human mind, the ego comes up with it shouldn't be this way. Mm. I shouldn't be the one to not have a good relationship with my mom or my sister. Like I shouldn't be the one that's divorced. It was not in my plan. That was not my story. And so there's that space of like, how did I get here? And this was not what I, this was not my story. Right. And yet we just talked about how we can still write our story because yes, this was detoured, right? It was a detour. And yet we still get to write the rest of our life and whether we're happy or successful and our future. So I yes. want to acknowledge you for bringing that up and sharing that with us that, you know, sometimes it's hard to acknowledge how did I get here? Because this is not what I wanted. This is not how I expected it. This is not how it should be. And yet we get to make the best of it. So, and mm -hmm. on that note, if I can share, because my second plant medicine journey, that hit me very, very hard because um, with my sister and I, that's the toughest. And and not that we were really always super close anyway growing up, but um, her and I are probably, the, it's, it's the hardest right now and the most abrasive. And that was something that I experienced, I'll say, because how else do you say it? But like, because it was that plant medicine experience. So part of that experience was I actually saw my sister and she was actually very remorseful because she knows too how well she's playing her role and how well I'm playing my role because it does hurt so bad. But I know in my heart that it's teaching both of us exactly what we, we need to know. And so that was something that I experienced with my second plant medicine, specifically with her. And I'm going to tell you, even though I love her and I wish her well, um, and I, I, but when I had that experience with her, if I had any hardening on my heart, it totally dissipated in that very moment because I saw her as the role instead of the hurt mm -hmm. that just happened. Mm -hmm. Love that. Awesome. This has been a beautiful conversation and every one of those topics we could actually talk more on, 
like you know, this last thing you just said about people are playing their role. That was a major, major revelation for me. And it's I talk about it in detail in my upcoming book that we are just all playing a role and we take this role so bloody seriously. <laughs> look at me. Yeah. I've got all these achievements. Oh, look at me. I've got all these failures. But really we're just playing this role and we take it all so seriously. We need to lighten up. And so we have a question for you that we ask all our guests at the end of our episodes. And so the question is, beautiful Connie, our beautiful sister who we love so much, what does it mean to you, um, the phrase, soul sisters get real? Mm. It means, oh, I'm feeling this. So if I can express my feeling, soul sisters get real. It's that oneness, and in that oneness, everything else just dissolves. I'm sure my words did not say that as beautifully as I feel it inside my heart. <laughs> I feel it. I actually, at this, when you said that, it went right through my body. I've got, if, if you could see, my hairs are standing up upright throughout my whole body. So as soon as you said it, the frequency of that, was so high that it's gone all the way through my body. Oh, good. <laughs> good. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yes. It's a good and it question. is a oneness, right? It is a oneness. It's, yeah. The connection. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Well, and that's exactly what you guys did. I mean, you guys communicated regularly, you love each other and you, you have such profound discussions. So actually, if you think about it, yeah, you would have been selfish just to keep those conversations just amongst the two of you. But by creating this platform, you are sharing all of this with all of your listeners, which is so beautiful. Yes, and we get to hear your story too and share, you know, your beautiful story, which I know is going to resonate with many people. Thank you for Thank speaking you. your truth. You know, it's not easy topics to talk about because people might judge, but we're not here to worry about how liked we are we're here to make a difference so thank you so much yes. my beautiful sister connie yes thank you very okay. much love you guys thanks for tuning in we hope you loved it and if you did subscribe to the podcast we would so love it if you write us a review and share it with your friends and remember always connect to your truest essence and choose love we'll see you next time